Welcome to Secret to My Success, where you're going to hear fascinating stories from the people and personalities who found their success in business and in life. Now, here's your host, Alan Bornstein. Good day. This is Alan, Secret to My Success, here with the lovely Dawn. Good day, Alan. Good day, Dawn. Good day. You look quite exceptional today. What's the deal? <laughs> Thank you. For uh, being so dis- disheveled. Thank yeah, but you. You, you don't usually dress up for the show, so I'm, I'm well, impressed. I have a little real estate stuff to do after here, so. Oh, I little real estate? Little real estate What are you stuff. dealing with, many homes now? Yeah, you know. Yeah? Little real estate, yeah, I have an inspection today. Okay. Yeah. Excited? Very excited. Yeah? Yeah, I'm happy. Try- I think it'll all go well, too. I don't think we'll have any issues, so it's going to move right along. You ever try and distract the inspector so he won't notice things that he probably Never. should? Never? No. no. Really? Yeah, Oops, really. I dropped it. Nothing. <laughs> no. Really? Can't do that. No, I wouldn't do that either. You, know? you wouldn't? No. Okay. Cool. Got to keep it good. Keep it on the up and up, you know? So is this the bank inspector or that would be the appraiser? Yeah, that would be the appraiser. So this That's is just the yeah, buyers so sending buyers their inspector. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. We're going to get Louie back someday. Yeah, I think he's like, he, I, I, I'm taking it personal. I you should. I think it's me. It is. You know, it is me. He calls me all the time, so I have to assume it's you. <laughs> it's me. I'm only kidding. Okay, so let's go. We, we have, have a really great guest. somebody in the studio Guest, today. yes. Buddy. Buddy Walk. Am I Hi, butchering buddy. your last name? No, you got it right Right on. Where are you from? Uh, originally from uh, outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. He's got okay. the accent. So that's, that's where you're hearing that southern twang from. Mm-hmm. So, you got it. But been down here for about uh, 30 years, so it hasn't... Uh, Hasn't gone away, that's for sure. Okay, so let me ask you, what sports do you follow? What sports? From um, that area. Uh, basketball, of course. Okay. Uh, college basketball and uh, football. Okay. Who do you follow in football? Uh, always been a Dolphins fan. Um, and, you know, the Panthers weren't there when I, when I lived in Charlotte. And uh, also a, a Carolina Tar Heel fan. Okay. Now, you got the Carolina Hurricanes, too. We do, yes, but that wasn't there when I was there on the uh, hockey side. So, so they were yes. known where I grew up as the Hartford Failures, oh, the Whalers. Uh-huh. You know that they yes. were the Hartford Whalers. Yes. Why they didn't keep that name? I know that's a great name. You know, <laughs> come on, Hurricanes. Yeah. How many hurricanes do you have to go through Carolina? Not very many, right? Right, but even still, <laughs> Whalers was such. A, I mean, it's so cool. You wear a Whalers shirt or a jersey now, or a hat. People are like, oh wow, they they get excited, fired yeah. up. It's pretty cool. I understand that? Yeah. Okay, so how did you get to Florida? How did, well, as my uh, at the time my fiance, uh, my wife's from Coral Springs, um, native, and we actually met in college uh, outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Now so. it's so funny to think that you went from the Carolinas to Florida, and you're yes. too far south to be a Southerner. That, exactly, exactly. Once you get across that Florida line, yeah, well, what is it, right? It's right? not. It's not south. Like nobody here in Florida <laughs> consider oh, themselves yeah, a Southerner, Southern. right? Well, they exactly. Do I think? No, they so, don't. Unless you were born here. Well, unless Everybody's you're born here, right? Like the middle of the state, like right. Right. Yep. How many people be here from Florida sound like him? Maybe a few out west in Okeechobee, right? Right, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the all. state. Just a handful. Yeah, he's too south to be a southerner. <laughs> That's true. Okay, yeah. so you followed your fiancé down here. Yes. And what does she do? Uh, she's a school teacher. Okay. And been teaching for 30-something years as a uh, second-grade school teacher. Okay. Now, safe to assume at some point you went to, for teaching? Uh, no, I did not. What no. did you do? So I was – actually, I came down here, and I worked for Sears uh, in management – and then I went into Home Depot, uh, was in management with them, 
and now I've gone into uh, executive director with Morning Day Community Solutions. So let's talk about that executive director. Yes. Did you start as the executive director? Or did you move your way up? I didn't. I actually started as an operation manager, and we grew into that role. Um, at the time when I came on board, uh, we were just looking to expand uh, with that, and so uh, the executive director role we started about three years ago. Okay. So you're the first executive director that they had. I am. I am the first. Okay. The first. <laughs> Hopefully they're going to keep you around for a long time. I hope so too. Hope okay. so. So. <laughs> okay. So you are actually a 501c3. Correct. Yes. Which means anybody could donate money to you and it's a tax deductible contribution. That's right. Yes. You know, it's funny. So many people don't understand what not-for-profit means. They're, they're confused. When you create a corporation, you're what's considered not-for-profit, but you're actually considered a non-stock corporation. Right. So you open this company, you have no stock, you create this whole entity, you put a board of directors, 10 minutes in they say, buddy, you suck, you're gone. And that's, <laughs> that's right. it. You're, you're history. You're gone. Right? <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. right. And you can't put your whole family and friends on your board because it's not helping. You need to have a diverse board. Yeah, very diverse board to really help you grow. Right. Yes. And most people think that not-for-profits shouldn't make money. Right. Right? That's exactly right. Well, there's only one problem with that. <laughs> you can't be in business. <laughs> How do you pay your wages? How do you pay your insurance? How do you pay for your buildings? How do you pay for anything if you're not making money? That's exactly right. And that's where most nonprofits fail is because they don't look at themselves as a business and they really need to. Right. I could see that. Yep. You know, I, I used to be a director of public relations for an adoption agency, believe it or not. Mm. And she says, oh, you're a non-for-profit. Why are you charging a fee? Because I don't work for free. That's right. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> exactly. everybody here has to get paid to do the home studies, the social work, to do all the stuff. Everybody has to be paid. So when people actually present you with that, that anything you're doing that you might charge or that you're doing this and you should be a not-for-profit, you should be doing it for free. Do you have a lot of fun laughing at them? Uh, we do, uh, and we always say, "Hey, we have you know we have a warehouse uh, that we have to pay for, uh, and of course our salaries that we have with uh, with our team. So we wouldn't be here to help you if we didn't make money. So yes. <laughs> so let's talk about what you do in your mission, and then we'll get into the operations of it. Sure, absolutely. So so how I got came on board is our founder uh, is Greg Bales, and he retired from Publix uh, back in uh, 2010. And he decided that he was going to uh, start flipping houses. And so he started flipping houses. He had all this merchandise left over, and he didn't want to throw it away. He goes, there's got to be somebody that can use this material. Uh, that's when he got in contact with Home Depot, because he always went to Home Depot. And they actually put him in, in contact with their foundation. And so Home Depot worked with a company, which is a nonprofit, out of... Uh, Alexander, Virginia, which is Good 360, and Good 360 is uh, were at that time was looking to start uh, what's called a Framing Hope warehouse, and those Framing Hope warehouses would bring in merchandise from Home Depot and then redistribute those to nonprofits. So that's how Greg and I met. Uh, I was in management with Home Depot. We actually used to go to Morning Day uh, and volunteer and go through the product. And then we just became good friends. And then several years later, I came on board uh, at Morning Day Community Solutions. So what our mission is, is to help those who help others. So we work with nonprofits uh, in South Florida. Right now we have about 800 members. 
uh, that we work with, and we take in product from retailers that are going to be uh, thrown out, such as returns and overstock. And that is a about a trillion dollar issue mm-hmm. uh, every year right now. Does uh, Amazon love you, or you're not doing stuff with them? Because everybody returns everything to Amazon. We do, yeah. We actually do quite a bit with Amazon. We pick up uh, three fulfillment centers: uh, one in Miami, one in Jacksonville, and then one in Deltona, and uh-huh. bring that product in. So when you get excited to have that one box come in, we get a truckload. It's 520 boxes at a time, and it's all brand new merchandise. It's overstock goods that you know n- nobody knows what's in them either. So we call it, it's Christmas every day at morning mm-hmm. day. So when you open up a box, you might have chopsticks. We had 4,000 chopsticks that came in. Wow. Um, we <laughs> had pallets of the plastic owls that you put outside to scare the rodents away. And we're like, what are we going to do with these things? Well, just so happened it came in right before FAU made it to the Final Four. Oh, nice. And we had a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, the organizations come in, and they did different things with the owls. Uh, They're that. the FAU owls, just uh, so you know, Don, because you're looking confused. Good timing. <laughs> good timing. Yeah, perfect timing, yeah. right? That's brilliant marketing. You know, that's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're trying to do is take that product that's going to go into the landfill, redistribute it to those uh, nonprofits here in South Florida. So we're, we're trying to keep it, uh, you know, protect the environment and then redistribute the people who really need it. And it's amazing what we get back. We get clothing. Um, we work with... Good 360, and we get mattresses that from um, from different different brands that is raw material that would be thrown out, and they just make the mattress either not as thick or a little bit shorter. Huh. Um, and their brand new mattress has never been used. So, do you have a store load location like a Restore does for Habitat for Humanity for people to buy stuff, or is this all distributed to other not for profits? We actually have two warehouses. Yes, we have one warehouse uh, here in West Palm Beach. Uh, and then we have another one down in, in Pompano, and both are uh, right around 12,000 square feet uh, that we bring product in. Uh, we have to go through it and check it. We use volunteers uh, because some of the product we do back, uh, we do get back our returns, and so we want to make sure that product that's going out is going to be safe for for uh, for our members out there. So, um, so we take in. Um, for example, with Walmart, we pick up 21 Walmart stores every week uh, with goods from Jupiter down to Pembroke Pines. We bring that back in, and our, our, our team and our volunteers check that. And mm-hmm. then we put it back out on the shelf and try to work with our members to uh, get that product out to uh, South Florida. So let's talk about your team. How many people do you have working for you now? Right now we have 10, and that's the largest that we've ever had. So Really? Yes. So but I see people all the time. So all these are volunteers that are that are over there helping out? Well, the ones that are usually there that you're seeing, they're really members that are coming in. I've, I've In West Palm, I've got four current team members that are there, and then the other ones are, uh, are down in Pompano. So you're seeing a, a bunch of different people that are coming in at that time. Yes. That's pretty cool. <clears throat> so, it is. How do other not-for-profits find out about you? Because, like you said, there's probably a whole bunch of groups. I just got a phone call. I'm the local president of the Kiwanis. Yes. And I got a phone call from somebody on my way over here that there's a school that's looking for some assistance and support for some of their underprivileged children. I know they have never heard of you. Yes, yes. And that's that's our biggest thing. We've actually uh, just got a grant uh, from Impact 100 in Boca um, that uh, for $100,000 over last year and this year, and we put in a membership coordinator. And that person, Nicole, is going to be working with us to get the word out because we've always been labeled as the best known secret in Broward County. And now we've moved into Palm Beach County and we're trying to change that. So it's really by word of mouth, but we're starting to do a lot of advertising and really 
just get out there with the other nonprofits and members that we have uh, to get the word out because the more nonprofits we bring in, the more product we can get, you know, and that's just going to be less going into the landfill and more going back into the hands that really need it here in, in our communities. That's pretty amazing. It, it, it's really, it's a, it's, a, it's a great thing for me as executive director. My favorite thing is when you see a nonprofit, um, you see two of them and they meet in our warehouse. They've heard about each other and they start to work together and collaborate and really do a lot of great things together in the, in the community. So you said membership. So do these not-for-profits pay to be a member of your association? Yeah, so how it works is we're not open to the public. We're only open to nonprofits. So we have a membership that we charge every year. It's $25. Wow, that's um, big money. Big bucks, big bucks when you put in. We just want to make sure that they're going to be active. Um, and we do put an admin fee on each of the items, and we try to keep that admin fee between 70 to 80% off retail cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they can do is... We get back uh, paper from a retail store that they would normally buy. Uh, they can come into into our place. It might have, you know, the the top layer might have been torn open, but the paper's still good. Uh, they can come in, save that dollar, and then put it back into their mission. Uh, and they're getting the paper that they need to run their office. So those are type of things that they can work out. Don, have you ever heard of them? No. Never, huh? No. We need Never to get have. the word out. Yeah. Okay, so some not-for-profit comes in and they say, wow, this is a really great deal on all these different items. I want to buy every one of them. Yes. Do you limit what they could take? Uh, we do. It depends on, it depends on um, the, the, what the item is. Like, for example, we had skateboards that came in right before Christmas, and we have an organization called Christian Skaters, uh, and it was the exact same skateboards that they buy, hmm. uh, and they were able to come in and get double the amount. So in that case, it was something particular, specific, and it's for their mission, so we allow them to do that. What we require them to do is to send us some pictures uh, so we can let the retailers know how we're using that merchandise and that's being used back in their community. That's fantastic. So. You ever do bikes? We do, yes. Um, a great story about bikes. So right before COVID, we were getting all these bikes in from a retailer. And, you know, some of them work, some of them didn't. In nonprofit world, uh, you might have to get three bikes in to get one to work and put the parts together. Uh, so we had a we had a, a, a big need for somebody who was experienced in putting bikes together. So we had one of our members whose daughter was part of the robotics team uh, in Palm Beach County, and it happened that her mentor was used to own a bike shop. So they used to come in one Saturday a month. They would rebuild the bikes for us. We were able to distribute those back out to uh, some of the veterans groups that uh, needed transportation for for the veterans to get back and forth. Uh, And so this big problem that we had, 17 pallets of bikes, which were like 100 bikes, now we're able to get those bikes out and distribute them with that. So, um, And we just started getting those bikes in with covid we never had any bikes because everybody wanted bikes there, and you couldn't yeah. find it, any, right. any of those bikes anywhere. They but were we're out, starting to yeah. get bikes in now again. So what's the most unique item you've ever gotten that you were just totally floored? Most unique item. Wow. The, the FAU Owls, that was pretty uh, unique, you know, when you open those up. Uh, we did get one time, um, we have these trucks that come in from Amazon and we don't know they're coming. We have a program with them, 
but they'll just show up and one of our uh, our supervisors, Greg, uh, he calls it a squeak and beep truck because it'll squeak <laughs> with the brakes and then they beep and they come out and we get the pallets off. So one time we had these masks that you put on, they look like Jason from Halloween um, and they're supposed to make your uh, lot younger and that type of thing, you know, uh, like the UV light uh, with that. So uh, that was a unique item that we got in. Of, I'm like, Don, you have one of those, don't you? So. Yeah, I need a couple. Mm. So That's pretty wild. Yeah. So... All these people mm-hmm. donate all the stuff. People come and buy stuff, and that's where you're generating your money. Do you also write grants to get funds from other? You said there was a hundred thousand dollar grant you worked on. Yes. Are there any other grants? Does like in Palm Beach, the Children's Services do anything for you? Yes. Yeah, so we we actually um, we have several grants that we uh, have received. Uh, the Jim Moran Foundation. Um, they have been a, a huge sponsor of us. Since we know the him, don't we? We know, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, but uh, they have been a huge sponsor of us over over the years. Um, the, Has he donated a couple cars, though? Uh, no cars, no uh, cars. Okay. But he, but because of his donation, we've been able to get the new warehouse uh, that we have, which we've been able now to put in like um, 520 pallets of, of goods there. Wow. Um, so with that. So um, also Lost Tree Foundation has been a huge supporter of us on getting into uh, Palm Beach County. And that's why we're here because of Lost Tree Foundation. And they continue to support us. Uh, they just donated uh, funding for a new truck last year for us uh, to be able to pick up the goods. So do you oversee both the Palm Beach and the Broward location? I actually oversee the, the whole operations. Uh, I do have a great um, facilities or operation manager, Bruce. Uh, he does a phenomenal job. Uh, I'm extremely blessed to have the staff that we have. We wouldn't be able to make it without them. They really make it happen uh, each and every day. So have you thought about opening up a retail store like the ReStore for people that are just not-for-profits? Um, we have in the past, but we don't feel like that's going to go into our business plan as of right now because we never know the type of goods that we're getting. You know, it's like I said, it's Christmas every day. You know, one day we might have clothing, the next day we might have bikes. Um, so it's really hard to keep that product consistently like a retailer does. Uh, we don't have manifest of what product we're coming in. Uh, so it's a little bit challenging with that. And you almost have to have a warehouse space because of the product that comes in. How are you going to fit into a shelf? You got a bicycle. How do you do that compared to clothing? Right. Yeah. You never know. Spacing you. Are you regulated by the folks that donate as to how you can do it? So if you opened up uh, an online store and started unloading this stuff online without having a physical presence, would that violate your agreement that you have? with some of these folks that are giving you merchandise. It does, yes. And we have to report back to them because we want to make sure that we're uh, staying within those guidelines. We don't want that product to go out and uh, be sold online. That's not the purpose of it. The purpose right. of it is to give back into the community mm. with that. So that that is a challenge. So let's talk about your challenges. What are your biggest challenges in running this business as a CEO? Well, the biggest challenge is for me is the product that we're getting to be consistent. Um, so what we're really trying to work on is not only being known more in the community but also working with local mom and pop stores that are here Uh, they have the same issues as the big retailers as amazon home depot walmart um, whereas they have like for example they have a product like tile and they don't have enough to actually put on the shelf because they can't do a room Uh, you know a tile store that's mom and pop they could donate that merchandise over to us we come pick it up 
um, put it in, and it's going to be redistributed here in South Florida. It's going to help them save on the expense so they don't have to throw it out. And you give them the write-off as a 501c3 for the value of what they donated. We do. Yeah, we have a receipt that we give them um, and and go from there. So um, we're always looking for that product in. Um, Probably the next thing would be uh, another warehouse. Uh, We can get as much product as we need. Uh, We're always looking for donated warehouse space somewhere. Um, We're really looking right now in, in, you know, somewhere between like Lake Worth and Boca uh, to have a a warehouse where we're just putting product in uh, so we can store it. Like, for example, if we get lumber from uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, we could put some lumber in there. If we have a hurricane, that could be used for, uh, you know, different types of repairs or even even protection on the, uh, you know, with the hurricane coming through. So you're always trying to figure out new ways to be better at what you're doing. We always are, yes. And and also my team, uh, again, they're phenomenal. I've got some great folks that have been in business backgrounds, now have come on board, uh, and I, I couldn't make it without them. I, the, the team is what makes it happen on how they just give back and how they continue to to, to drive our mission uh, to, to really give back to the community. As an executive director... Mm-hmm. CEO, it's not CEO, it's executive director right, of right. a not-for-profit. What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night is uh, what product are we going to get in? Are we going to be able to keep the doors open? Because we have to get that product continuing to move. Um, and and then how can we make sure that it's going into the right hands? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we need more, we mean more nonprofits, just like what we're talking about. There in, in Palm Beach County, there are 9,000 registered nonprofits just in Palm Beach County and then in Broward it's about 8,000 so we'd love to have all of them come in and then we'll just continue to grow keep things out of the landfill and give it back to the people who need it. Have you ever gotten stuck with merchandise that you just could not get rid of? We have uh, there are some things that um, you know we do have to throw out or we might get something that's broken but we try to keep that to a minimum as possible uh, we do give some things away free uh, like one time I think we got um, we got humidifiers not dehumidifiers in Florida mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so that's a little bit of a challenge uh, but we were able to you, work, what are you <laughs> talking about my father was living with me and he made me put a humidifier in his room I'm like dad are you crazy <laughs> right and every morning I would wake up and it, I'd go into his room and it was like a cloud yeah. like he was sleeping in a cloud you comfortable? It's like, yeah, it's a little, little damp in here. Okay, so you're getting humidifiers. You're right. That's not a big thing here in Florida. Right, so right. Unless you're crazy. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so that's what we have to try to move things out. We do get some products like, for example, um, 2022 Christmas ornaments. So if they have the, oh, if yeah, they have yeah. the year on them, you know, we're not going to do too much with that. Right. Okay. So. so how does the general public help you? I can see how a not-for-profit can come to you. You've got retail stores that can donate stuff but how's the general public figure out a way to help you with your mission so the what we we're always asking for volunteers um so we have students that come in and volunteers for us last year we had uh about 220 volunteers that have come in to help us uh we're always looking for people that would love to give back and we really have found some great volunteers out there um and then once you come in you can meet a lot of the groups and a lot of the members and even get involved with some of the activities that they're doing in the community uh, with that. So it's it's a great starter place to give back and then can extend just even more throughout the throughout Palm Beach County. 
So I think you need to start an adult daycare for seniors <laughs> That's uh, that can idea. come in in the afternoon yeah. <laughs> and help you and volunteer, right. and they'd only have to pay that much to be there, right? Because <laughs> right. people pay for adult daycare for their children. So I think we should do that. That's not a bad idea. What do you think? <laughs> That's not a bad idea. You know, get those people yep. doing some stuff, you know, let them feel like they're part of the process without being slave labor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you I know? like it. I like that. But so how does somebody reach you if they want to talk to you, if they've got questions, if they want to provide information, they want to volunteer? Yeah, they can reach us on our website. It's morningdaycommunitysolutions.org. Uh, they could also reach me by email. It's buddy at morningdaysolutions.org. Um, and you can always come by our warehouse where we have everything listed right on the website. Um, we, you know, we have our phone there. You can give us a call. And uh, we'd love to have you come in and see how we how we can work together and volunteer. So I gotta ask you, is Buddy your real name? Buddy is not my real name. What's no. your real name? My real name is Clarence. Clarence. Yes. Yes. Really? So, so you started Buddy. So that well, my dad. I'm the third. My dad is junior. When he was born, his his brother said he's had a little Buddy, so it stuck, and he became Bud. And then when I was born, I'm Buddy. That's funny. So, yep. <laughs> so my son is Bubba. Bubba. You know. He looks the part, little Jewish no, Chinese so. kid, and his <laughs> yes. name is Bubba, you know? Uh-huh. It's got to be that way. <laughs> That's awesome. So you didn't legally change your name to Buddy? No, no. My buddy's name was Spin, or Samuel. He was here, and he changed his name legally to Spin. Spin. Uh, spin. That's what they called him, Spin. Spin. And <laughs> I guess the judge said at the time, really? <laughs> is this really what, what you, you want to do? Oh, Yes. <laughs> So what else do you want to share with us? We're almost out of time, and we can't thank you enough for being here. Well, I appreciate the opportunity for, for being here. Uh, you know, We're just looking uh, for local people to donate from their businesses. Uh, we could really help out with the expense. And then also just for more nonprofits, our biggest thing, uh, we'd love to have more nonprofits so we can keep more product from going into the landfill. But you need uh, a truck. We always need trucks, yes. Always so if somebody has a truck they want to donate, so. they'll take vans or you are looking for trucks? Uh, we actually, uh, we use 24, 26-foot box trucks is what we use. We have two of them right now. Okay. So If somebody had space for you that you could leave a trailer, that they could leave a trailer for storage, would that help you or no? That would as long as the trailer, you know, is... is Safe, secure. Is, yes, absolutely. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Don, anything you want to... Nope, that's it. To wrap, we're out of time. So it's perfect timing, Alan. You did good. I tried. Buddy, thank you so much for being here. You're a good man. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How would you like a cleaning service that listens to your wants and needs and genuinely cares for your home? MisoClean is a top-notch cleaning service. They will go through your home and create a specific list just for you on your wants and needs. MisoClean is fully insured and bonded. If you want a top-notch cleaning service to take care of your home, call MisoClean at 561-303-5743. That is... 561-303-5743. Thanks for listening to The Secret to My Success. For more episodes, go on over to secrettomysuccess.com. That's secret, the number two, mysuccess.com.